This podcast is brought to you by the Corja Mayo are back. Oh yeah, I'm Barry Moran, and you're listening to Mayo are back. Howie lads, Con Mort here. Mayo are back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo are back. Angelina Nugent speaking. Just wanted to say Mayo are back. Hello, this is Kim Jong Un, and welcome to the Mayo are back podcast. How do Pope Francis here? Mayo are back. Mayo are fucking back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. Hello, how do? You're very welcome to Off the Boil. Not off the ball, off the boil. This is the podcast that has become stale. It's past its sell-by date and it should have retired many years ago. Fat Larry, would you agree? Listen, some would say we're not well and we're a little bit out of sorts, you know, as might have been said in the past. But, you know, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. And I feel like, you know, given the lack of football and the lack of any sort of interesting topics to talk about, I think we're, we're doing OK, you know. Look at all we can do is our best, Fat Larry, and we have been trying our best over COVID, but it appears it's not good enough for some people. Some people think this podcast, it's gone to shite. But just like our Mayo senior team, who we love, we've been written off before. And, you know, just like our Mayo senior team, we're no strangers to the back door. Fat Larry. Listen, you know, as I've always said in the past, money makes things an awful lot easier, as we know well here in Mayo GA. And the large influx of sweet cash that we've received in the past couple of weeks, thanks to, you know, our very successful Corja Mayo or back cards, you know, it's made it a lot, a lot easier. Do you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. And, you know, we're going to take this criticism on the chin. We're going to go away. We're going to work hard. We're going to try and bring the spunk and the jizz back into the podcast that it's been sorely lacking over the last few weeks, apparently. So, you know, we're going to try our very, very best to please those people who have been critical of us in recent times. And, you know, channel that energy of the Mayo senior team and battle on right through the back door as hard as we can. You know, we're well used to going along the beaten path over the last couple of summers so it's I suppose we're not in that unfamiliar a territory do you know I think as a wise man once told me once you're making money you couldn't give a shite about anyone else and that's kind of the way I feel at the minute and do you know what TJ it's very hard to feel in bad form when you've got the prospect of the Michael Welch senior intermediate and junior leagues kicking off very soon you're not going to put me in bad form nobody's going to put me in bad form at the minute Well, you know what? I have to agree with you there. If you do think this podcast has gone back its sell-by date, turn it off now and don't listen to it again. We know already that we have enough fans out there and there's enough boyings and girlings around Mayo and further afield, as it were, that are very, very happy with the content we've been creating. And there's no bigger testament to that, Fat Larry, than the success of our Corja Mayo back cards that were launched this week. Listen, they've been an unbelievable success and the response we've got is incredible you know considering that as things stand the cards you know actually entitle the owners to absolutely nothing you know that's pretty good but then I suppose the same time membership of the Corja Mayo over the last couple of years has entitled you know the members to very little as well so I suppose we shouldn't be too surprised in that regard you know it's been great to see all the inbreds get on board you know we've got a lot of support for our meme making competition and you know people have been you know almost fighting each other to get their hands on these very uh, coveted cards so much so that we've actually ran out and I think we're going to have to dig deep into our pockets once more and you know we're going to have to get a few more I think but 
we'll be made we'll be keeping everyone happy that first batch fat larry they went like hot buns and hot scones you know they were really snapped up very quickly and we were absolutely delighted with that yeah Yeah, absolutely we were delighted with that so we were and you know i suppose what'll what'll be the changes around here well for those who bought them they've now got a direct line to all the inbreds here at may we're back you know we're going to be able to touch on any of the topics that they want touched upon and i suppose you know that little bit of financial support and structure that we were talking about earlier on that will allow us to stop having to lick up to businesses you know there's been businesses uh, they've been mentioned on the podcast down here down through the last few years we haven't seen a red cent from them isn't that right Fat Larry? Listen yeah I mean TJ I can sleep very soundly at night safe in the knowledge knowing that the money that we have received for these cards is going to go directly towards making our product better and making our you know whole experience for the listener a lot better and I suppose the same can't be said for you know other fundraising that does go on in these parts of the world so you know I think we've got our hearts in the right place as have the inbreds at home and you know I'm I'm looking forward to engaging with them hearing them from them and you know just fabulous we'd like to thank them we'd like to thank We'd like to thank everybody who got on board and, you know, if you want to be on board with us as well, do send us a little DM to the Instagram page. Patsy there has been inundated with requests. So, you know, do get on to us and separate yourself from the regular commoner garden half-bake who won't be entitled to any of the perks that the Cordia Mayo backer card will give you. One small bit of housekeeping before we go on is to announce the winner of our mayo meme making competition wow fat larry the standard the fabulous fine work of the inbreds around the country it made me proud very very proud of you know that we've set a standard there but these guys they've taken it on and brought it even one step further i suppose we had a unanimous winner on the page and that was the photo of Stephen Cohn playing a game of Uno. It brought a it brought a laugh. It brought a smile to my face. Now I must oh, yeah. say, but I tell you, I wasn't smiling when I found out the person who made that meme actually resides in Australia. So I tell you, we're going to have some job getting the card out to him over there. But we're going to try our very very best. If he could get in touch with us on the page, we'd be absolutely delighted to reward him. He deserves it. He's a uh, credit. I'm sure we have someone, a friend, or someone who might be passing through Australia. On you know, they might be going a place, or they might stop off in Australia on the way to a game or whatever but I think it's great you know what an inbred can do when you, you know you take him out of his natural habitat and you put him into a different I suppose culture and just to see that you know the inbred spirit is flowing and you know he's not being corrupted by you know being in the county Mayo and kind of having to listen day in day out all the scandal and corruption that's going on I think he's in a quite a privileged position being outside of that bubble being inside the Mayo bubble it can be tough it can play tricks on the mind as it were big time and as you said TJ you know we're obviously in the privileged position over the last number of years who've been making memes uh, you know talking shit and stuff like that but we know from good friends of ours that you should never take your position no matter how strong you might be, whether you're in a singular capacity or, you know, in a joint capacity or in maybe a group of four or five. as we are, Exactly. You know, you can't rest on your laurels. And I mean, we have to make sure now that we up our game because you never know, we could find ourselves in a, a Ballyhane clubhouse situation. If there's, you know, listeners out there who maybe think that the memes being made by the fans are better than ours, maybe they might be looking to, you know take over from us and maybe oust us in some fashion so that's going to egg us on and hopefully uh, we'll be having a good year and we'll maybe go from being off the boil maybe to uh, you know back full of the spunk and the jizz come the return of football which I think uh, I'm confident we can. Now speaking of spunk and jizz we want to 
give a little shout out to those people who did get on board with us. You know, they weren't put off by the tiny nominal fee that comes with, you know, four years of podcasting and over 30 episodes and many more to come. Touch the wood. So we're going to give them their chance to appeal to you. I suppose the inbred who hasn't quite signed up yet. Maybe you're a first time listener, perhaps. But we're going to give you a little bit of feedback from those of whom who received their cards already this week. And we're going to play that now. Hey guys, just ringing in to say how happy I am with my recent purchase. The Cord of Mayo back card has truly been life-changing. I've always known I was a bit different, a massive inbred, and now I finally have the documentation to prove it. I'm the envy of all other inbreds in the area, and you could be too. I would highly recommend this purchase. The benefits are almost too immeasurable to begin to start listing out, so I'm not going to spoil it and leave it up to you to find out. How do, to do, 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 lads, Connor here, in a wet and misty Mornington County Meath. Just want to say I'm delighted with the Cardia card. I haven't received it yet though, lads, so uh, maybe the old Meath postman has it intercepted. Not happy enough with 96. But sure, anyway, listen, stay safe, stay wrapped in cotton wool, and mind yourselves. Well, I'm delighted to be a part of the Mayo Exclusive Club. And you know something now? I'm going to go up to Kessel Bar next Saturday and I'm going to rotate out the warmest hoodie within an envelope and I'm going to have it with me up to Croke Park in December for the semi-final and the final. And the chances are we'll be having Sam McGuire home for Christmas. Now, that'll show them. Now, I hope you enjoyed that. Now, we have a small bit of a roundup to do before we get on to the meat and two veg of this podcast. Fat Larry, there's a question come in from one of our loyal inbreds, and he's wondering, have you taken over at Salt Hill? Listen, um, I have been approached by a couple of people knocking around, you know, in relation to my um, exploits in management and whatever, and, you know, my role in football over the last number of years. But to answer the question, uh, no, I, I don't know how you could even think for a minute that uh, Larry Finnerty taking over the Salt Hill senior team could have anything to do with me. I don't know if you knew, but we're not actually the same person. Now, I, I did play... Uh, rounders for Mayo back in the 90s but unfortunately that was as close as I came to playing for the county but listen if there's any clubs out there who'd like to you know get me on board you know I have a lot of experience at various levels of the game you know maybe in some sort of a a motivation or a psychological role if the price is right I mean you know my ears are open I on the other hand won't be going anywhere next or near a football pitch for the next I suppose 12 months much like in the past I wouldn't be a great man for attending the games I'd be bigger into just giving out about them and that sort of thing generally but just with the Covid now and everything that's going around in that sort of a way you know oh I wouldn't dream of getting near a team at any stage and just to the listeners at home maybe you might have been interrupted over the last couple of minutes by a bit of a, a heavy burst of rain here but then again you know we could record it again or take this to a, a safer location but you know this is Mayo this is this is where we're living the Mayo summer ha huh? it's not fucking it's not been ideal now by any means but we'll, we'll plough on but I hope you're enjoying that nice sensual rainfall that's pittering off the roof there you're not going to get me doing uh, ASMR this time but hopefully that might make up for it no there'd be no ASMR or BDSM or anything of that nature on this podcast but if that is something that floats your boat I suppose what we're saying here may we're back is we're willing to do almost anything for a bit of cash at the moment so do get in touch as always 
Now, speaking of weather and summer, as it were, and we are in the peak of summer now, but a lot of people are at a bit of a loose end. A lot of the, the kiddings around the place, you know, they don't know what to do with themselves. They haven't been able to run out on McHale Park, obviously, for a few years, but this year they don't even have a, a summer camp, really, to attend. There's been shouts and calls online for a May or back summer camp to take place this summer. Fat Larry, is that something that she could possibly be interested in? Absolutely, TJ. What would it entail, as it were? Well, I suppose my own blueprint and my own vision for this thing would be, I suppose, maybe kind of a... You could call it maybe an inbred development camp of sorts or some sort of a a centre of... A centre of excellence for young inbreds, you know. I suppose they're being inundated with different, you know, nutritional plans and drills and, you know, games to improve their football and skills. But I, I think the young up-and-coming inbreds in the county, I mean, I think they've been neglected insofar as, you know, um, spouting vitriol about the Mayo team and maybe getting out and criticising the financial doping which has taken place in Dublin GA. So I think it is important, you know, that these young up-and-coming fans get the chance. So maybe a, a kind of a, a sit-around circle time kind of a, a camp where we can, you know, these kids can learn how to, you know, talk shit about Mayo football and maybe go on about past finals. I, I don't know about yourself, but I think it's, it's a very important, it's a lifelong skill really, you know. If there's, you know, young kids out there that haven't been able to attend club games this year, they won't understand, you know, some of the facts about me and a Mayo supporter. You know, you're allowed to abuse county players when they're playing for their club. If a game ends and you find yourself on the pitch and near enough to a player, by all means, punch that player in the back of the head. You know, sometimes you'll be at a Mayo game and you'll be abusing one of your own players so much that that player may decide to opt to leave the county squad and actually walk away. So, you know, there's a lot to be learned as a youngster growing up in the county. And if they're missing out on these vital, vital club and county experiences, somebody needs to step in. And I think that needs to be us, Fat Larry. I mean, you said it. I, You know, I suppose what the cool camps have been great for is, you know, teaching kids, you know, how to ask county players for autographs and how to, you know, approach them to get photographs and take their gloves and whatnot. One thing it doesn't, I suppose, promote is, you know, how to, you know abuse these players which I think is important I think it's good for the overall health of the game that these lads are getting you know uh, told you know a few home truths from real supporters so I think it's definitely a gap in the market and you know if the price is right as I said I'm all for it anything to make a bit of money and speaking of money there's one more thing we just want to touch on slightly before the break a lot of comparisons have been drawn this week between Manchester City getting away with their complete and utter lack of respect for financial fair play and I suppose it reminded us here at Mayor back offices very much of the Dublin GEA team very much so in that way you know they're another group of absolute scumbags and bandits who bend the rules to suit themselves and use the use the systems that are in place there to profiteer off the back of, you know, common inbreds like the Mayo supporters. And it really, it sickens my whole, so it does. And I think you're not the only one in that boat, TJ. Do you know, I think the only thing that's worrying from our point of view, obviously we've seen, and probably not surprisingly, you know, Manchester City have, you know, had their, their ban and their, all of that rescinded. I suppose what might make it a little bit more difficult to nail the dubs in this instance, I suppose, is the fact that, you know... Pat Gilroy and Desi Farrell and Bertie Ahern, you know, that was would have been a birthday present, actually, you know, rather than some sort of a, a business um, investment. So trying to nail 
nail them on a birthday card might be a bit difficult but there's no doubt that that money definitely was handed over and, and quite dubiously in my opinion so even look at the current manger Desi Gavin he's best friends with John Horan and he gave him a 16 million euro Covid payment just to make sure they get through the next two rounds of the league and the subsequent championship that follows and I mean you have to you'd feel for the dubs as well you know it's it's going to be hard for them you know you, you really would your heart would go out to them you know how difficult it's been made for them now to you know get the six in a row and you know I suppose that's one of the big worries is you know how are they going to handle this lockdown and come back for it but you know I think um, definitely having such a large uh, surplus of cash there should soften the blow for them and I think it's uh, yeah it's a bit of a joke to be honest now I think that'll do us for part one but you're going to want to come back after the break guys. After the break we're going to be talking about how a Killian O'Connor equaliser in 2016 is about to bring down the current government. You're going to want to hear this one folks. Hit me in an unmeasurable one. She deserve it. No, no, no. No. Why? I got up. You hit him back. No, I didn't hit him back at all. I hit him back with one four. One four. One goal and four points. Come back for fucking Why? Because I was simply the best of the time. I hit him back with one four. I hit him back with one four. I hit him back with one four. You understand that, don't you? One goal and four points. One goal and four points. You understand that, don't you? I hit him back with one four. And that's one of the reasons that left left Well, hello, how do? You're very welcome back. And as we said before the break that, you know, there's going to be some explosive stuff coming in the second half of this podcast. Not bad for a podcast that's gone totally off the boil, as it were. Mm-hmm. But we've got a shocking revelation about how the equalising score in 2016, all Arnold final, that Killian got, and a fine and fabulous score it was, I might add, how that score is bringing down the current new government. Fat Larry, would you like to start? Yeah, I think first of all, you know, there's been a lot of controversy, you know, in the political sphere in the last couple of weeks. Obviously, we know that we've been once again, and not for the first time down here in Mayo and the West in general, will side with their Roscommon and Sligo and Galway counterparts on this one. But, you know, we've once again been shafted in the... Not in a good way. No, not in a good way at all. Um, I think we're getting way too used to these, you know, bad shaftings that we've been getting. Who would you say is to blame, Fat Larry? The big dicks up in Dublin? Oh, 100%, TJ. You know it. The big dicks have been out to get us now for probably the last, oh, 100 years, I suppose. But very much so in the last four or five years. We've not been taking it, you know, from the dubs. We seem to be getting it from Fianna Fáil as well. It seems to be coming at us from all angles. And, you know, it's it's certainly, uh, it's not the best time to be a, a citizen of the West of Ireland, you know, but... Listen, we'll recover. But anyways, to go back to your previous point, I suppose we cast our minds back to 2016 and that wonderful score that led to, you know, and we've talked about on this podcast a lot, TJ, about what Mayo Fever can do to not just the common Mayo inbred, but I suppose how Mayo Fever has actually managed to spread, you know, all over Ireland. and especially It's manifested itself in almost every county, including Offaly. Offaly, 100%, yeah. I mean, it's it's... You know, it's fairly common knowledge now that 
Killian's 2016 equaliser was so damn good that it forced uh, the current Minister for Agriculture, Barry Count, to suck down 10 pints of porter and drive half the way across the country home. He just, the euphoria just swept over him. But listen, Mayo Fever, we all know it. You don't need to tell us the impact it can have, TJ. Much like myself on that night, I think I ended up, I think I ended up swimming in the Dublin Canal for a period of time that evening. I was so beside myself with pure euphoria and joy. You know, I thought after the initial shot by Aidan O'Shea a second before that, I thought, you know, it was going to be the same familiar old feeling. But when Killian stepped up and boy... Did he step up? What a fabulous score it was. It really sent my mind wild. And it's obviously the same for Barry Cowan. You know, it sent him straight to the pub, straight on the beer and straight in the car. And that's something I suppose we would advise our listeners not to do. In particular, if any of our listeners want to be an elected representative of the people and, you know, a lawmaker in the current government. But I suppose, as we've seen from Barry Cowan remaining in the job, it doesn't really matter a fuck. As long as you're not from the West. I tell you, Falari, if it was Michael Ring that did that, he would have been thrown out of Dáil Éireann altogether. It's an absolute disgrace, in my opinion. And TJ, I suppose word is going to start coming through now as to, you know, maybe will he be, you know, taken out of his position as Minister for Agriculture and, you know, who is going to assume that role? And I mean, I'm going to come right out and say it. You know, that was a Killian scored a great point in that final against Dublin. But if we cast our mind back to about maybe 10 minutes before that, I recall that Senator Arnoldinal TD. Senator Dildo. Kicked, a, you know, an absolute monster of a score to close the gap that. I suppose allowed Mayo to get into a position to equalise the game and personally I think mm. you know it would be a nice peace offering from the Fianna Fáil party you know seen as Barry Cowan you know was caught drink driving as a result of a great Mayo performance that they would maybe allow you know maybe Anil Dinnell to take over the role as Minister for Agriculture Oh and hang on Personally you know I think it would be a great move you know a Mayo man clearly knows a lot about farming given you know his background out there in in Brafie you know uh, a real farming a real farming community there do you Proud know I think man. yeah he could he could offer a lot to the role and I, th- I think why not you know putting two and two together and getting 1951 as we sometimes do is it fair to suggest now not say obviously but suggest that maybe Alan Dinnell and Killian O'Connor between them two good friends could have possibly conspired in 2016 to bring this current government crumbling to its knees. And on that topic, you know, it wouldn't be unheard of for these two guys and some of their comrades to bring management structures to the ground. And I don't think we even need to mention, you know, a certain particular, you know, event that sometimes gets, you know, mentioned here. No, I think we're going to not mention it. For the first time ever, we're not going to mention it. No, but in fairness, uh, TJ... We would be fond, and I suppose over the last few weeks we have put our tinfoil hats on at occasion. You know, mm. it is it is definitely uh, changing times here with all the the different comings and goings that are going on. But I don't don't think you know it's out of the realms of possibility that Fine Gael would have you know looked four years into the future and and saw Fianna Fall coming down the tracks and maybe said, "Here, listen, Killian, you need to." You know, get yourself and your pal Anil Dinnell there to, you know, put on a performance so good that it'll, you know, take down a Fianna Fáil minister. And, you know, even in the euphoria of it all, I mean, he couldn't even re- seem to remember the details at all. I mean, if, if this is true, you know, it's it's a real political power play from Dinnell and Fine Gael. Huge if true. 
but we're just suggesting obviously we're not saying here but it's just it's possible yeah you know anything is possible guys as we do often say now you know that's enough political political chat for today but as we often say fat larry politics is the same game as football it's just a different sport do you know what i mean well it's all about going in making as much money as you can out of it you know shafting as many people as you possibly can in as long a period as you can and get out so you know in that sense they're not all that different now we're going to go swiftly from that we're going to segue on to our newspaper review and i suppose our general at large media review the first article that caught my eye this week was a beautiful little piece that um what's his name again i can't think of his name but he used to play for mayo you know the old guy Beckett, the name is gone. It's it's gone for me now. It was a long time ago, TJ. In fairness, it's hard to look back. It's, Andrew I know he something. He played a long time ago. I don't know. I can't remember. But he remarked in his interview with the Irish Independent this week, and I thought this was you know a very big reveal. He said that Mayo senior footballers have to have an ego, and I thought this was very interesting. Another piece of new information I found out this week that. The big yellow thing in the sky, the big yellow ball in the sky, that is called the sun. So, you know, we're learning lots of new information here. Real Two big revelations there. Both of those, take them as you will, guys, but they're two big revelations in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose that one was kind of, that grabbed their attention. You know, the other one for me, I think that one of the things that COVID has really benefited, in my opinion, is you know the return to the former glory of a great competition that is the the Michael Walsh you know senior junior and intermediate leagues wow I mean Michael is a guy who I think we all know well in Mayo GA circles and I think he's been forgotten about over the last number of years you know if it's not the league or the championship or of course um, the Dublin GA sponsored All-Ireland Senior Football Championship it's great to see you know down to earth gales like Michael Walsh coming back into vogue there's a big you know a big massive infograph here in the Connacht Inbreds this week and it's just great to see it being promoted I also see on that page Mayo worth the punt in Open Championship I'll leave that to you I, I'm probably not going to back that horse but how listen. are the odds? I think by all accounts you can get Mayo at 14 to 1. 14 so that means one. if you put a tenner on Mayo, you'll have lost your tenner. Yeah. Now, let's hope that the players playing in the Michael Walsh this weekend will have respect. We're not going to get onto the club previews just yet. We'll keep that coming in the next few weeks. But let's hope they respect the name of the competition they're playing under here. Because there's been other competitions in the past where the players have gone out big swole heads and blown arses at them and disrespected the name of the dead man that they're playing for. So let's hope that they play with honour and pride in the Michael Welch this weekend. That's all I'm going to say on that matter. And no mention of club football. Michael Welch is getting his due respect after many years. The club championship, as far as I'm concerned, doesn't matter a shite. This is Michael Walsh's time. And I hope, as you said, the players show it the due respect that it deserves. Now, a very interesting story I picked out in the the Partry paragraph was a... You know, the first utterance of a disgrace in the newspaper this week. It's very important. Disgrace watch is always an important thing to watch out for. And the biggest disgrace they can think of in the world at the moment is the decision to axe the All-Ireland Minor C Championship for Camogie. Now, this is a thundering disgrace, is what it was described as. And I'd go one step further. I would say it's possibly the worst travesty to ever happen ever in my lifetime anyways at least so what what do they propose doing to these you know 
minor C camogie players, do you know what what are they supposed to do for the rest of the summer? Do they have to, you know, sit in the fence or twiddle their thumbs? You know, are they any better off than you know a male? I don't know. under 18 B Well, maybe that's the point. Know? That could be the point, Fat Larry. Maybe it's a little bit of sexism going on there that they're telling the boys, okay, you can go out and play, but the girls, you know, you have to stay at home and play with your schlitterises. Moving on from that, it's great to see in the Connor Telegraph again. For those of you who might have seen it on page 60, former Mayo manager Pat Holmes is... He's talking to one of the journalists there. He's looking forward. Let the games begin is the headline. Is that about the club championship? It is. Now, it's either about the club championship or maybe, you know, the budding uh, heave that's going to take place against the current Mayo senior manager. Let the games begin, as I said, is a, is a headline there. You can read into that as you will. Um, yeah. It's, but it's great to see Pat getting out there and giving his opinion. It wasn't always respected by some, but respected by us, no doubt. And before we go, Fat Larry, you mentioned to me off the air, off the record, of course, you said you wanted to touch on the Mayo ladies. What What did you mean by that? I do. I, I had. I'd mentioned that to you on, on numerous occasions. In what way? That we wanted to touch on them. Um, you know, I think it's, you know, it's great to see, you know, during COVID, the ladies have been leading the way in terms of, you know, raising much needed funds and, you know, get involved in great sort of charitable campaigns for various causes around the county. You listen, the same can't be said for the men's team. I don't know what they've been getting up to as such. TikToks and flip-flops and shithawks and whatever. But, you know, it's great to see them. The 2020 campaign is in full flow and they're working hard. And frankly, I hope that they're rewarded by a, an extended club and county championship come the autumn, yeah. And I see one of them is here pictured in the paper. So sorry, that that was when I was saying I wanted to touch on them. That was it. Okay. Well, I see one of them here is pictured in the Mayo News. And, you know, an official ambassador, as it were. She says, I want to play for Mayo until I can't walk anymore. I suppose, as a fan, I want to support Mayo until I can't walk anymore. And, you know, our motto has always been here at Mayo or back, till death or Sam. That's one of our many mottos, along with how do and Mayo do do do. But Till Death or Sam is one that we really fully do get behind at all times. Now, in fairness to the Mayo player in question there, she's got a great role model here in Mayo. Of course, Cora Staunton managed to win an All-Star while also not being able to walk. Such was the sheer ability of the woman. So, listen, if we can have another Mayo player reach those heights in the coming years, surely we'll pick up... uh, a Tom Markham at some stage because no doubt we'll have a Tom Markham before we'll have a Sam Maguire well I'm still holding out my hopes for a Christmas Sam Samuel L Maguire to be returned under our Christmas tree Santi with his sack full of Sam marching around the mall on December 21st it's what dreams will be made of now now TJ just before you move on from that one I know Christmas is a long way away and we talk about Santi and the reindeer and Aidan O'Shea and his big sack full of All-Ireland medals coming home to Mayo. Do you think there's any chance that maybe instead of the reindeer pulling the sack of medals and Sam Maguire in Aidan's big sleigh home this year, that maybe we could get the big bird, Crow and Drake could, you know, maybe be shown due respect because obviously it would be hard on them if we were to win an All-Ireland without them being involved, you know, in a playing capacity. Maybe if they were able to, you know, pull the sled home and maybe, you know, Crow could put his excrement on Dublin as he flied out over the M4. 
you know, just to give a final F you to, you know, the blue dubs and the big birds and all that and the, the blue the blue skins and whatever. Do you think it could it could happen? It's an image I'll be thinking about when I go to sleep tonight, Fat Larry, and possibly possibly every night. We could put little anklers on David Drake, couldn't we? Little novelty ones with lights on the end. It's a nice thought. I mean, hopefully it's a long way off. There's a lot of water to flow under the bridge between here and there, but hopefully Christmas All-Ireland, Aidan and his big sack full of All-Ireland medals coming home to the country we owe and we'll have a big sow under our Christmas tree. It is a nice thought, but I suppose, what would we know? We're going Arif, stale. We, we could be boiled dry at that stage, TJ. Do you know, it's, uh, it's a long way to go. We could be spit roasted or boiled dry or roasted. I don't know, whatever way you want to cook us, but sure luck. Now, just to cement what the Mayo public think about us in general, Fatlar, you want to give us your power rankings at the moment. And these are a familiar segment that we've had down through the years where we rank all of the big stakeholders in Mayo just in terms of the, the pull and the power that they have and whatever which way. But, you know, as we've been alluding to throughout this podcast, maybe the power that we thought we once had, maybe we don't have it anymore. Maybe the players aren't listening to this the night before matches. Maybe the country broad aren't sitting around in a big circle and listening to it before they give out, before they go out and do their meetings. We don't know. Look at all we can do is guess. All we can do is suggest. But we do have the official power rankings, the first of the yeah. year. And Fadar, you'd like to take us through them now. Well, we haven't done them in a while, but it's little surprise once again that at the bottom of the pile at number five is the Mayo fans. That's that's us. Know, there's no change there. They've been there since day one. And we'll remain there. The next, at number four, we have the Country Broad, which of course is, you know, still, you know, they've been going up and down a little bit. They got above the Mangers for a while, but no, I think they're very firmly, firmly placed below the Mangers and the players, of course. And number three brings us on nicely to the Mayo Manger. Let's hope, listen, that he doesn't make too many drastic calls. We would hate to see another Manger, you know get ousted in any sort of a capacity so you know I think James Horan while he is you know above the country board he still lies behind number two of course who are the players and um, rightly so absolutely and I, you could nearly add an extra level in here of course not all the players hold all the power and I think when we say players maybe we're talking about the certain few but a new entry into the power rankings this week and oh. they've, they've been absolutely catapulted in there a new entry straight come, in at number one from nowhere number one in the power rankings this week we have got retired Mayo footballers who we've long said here the position of retired Mayo footballer was always far more advantageous than the position of you know regular player I think maybe you know your retired players like Con Mortimer and maybe David Brady didn't have the language maybe to you know affirm their position but wow I mean in light of the Irish Times article that we read at the weekend thanks to Andy Moore and of course Senator Arnold Dillon as well the retired Mayo footballers they're running the country now and they're running the Mayo uh, gym business as well ruling the roost as it were and more power to them Fat Larry you gotta use that sway if you have it more fools like us that aren't doing it absolutely yeah so that's your power rankings folks I hope I hope no one is too offended by them but then again sure look as always whatever as always folks as always folks here you know anyone that is offended all you have to do is get in touch we've got an email opened up specifically for that kind of thing legal inquiries as it were that's mayorback at gmail.com do get in touch with us as always our 
loyal inbred listenership out there who love us and listen every week they'll know where to get us at Instagram on Instagram at Mayo are back and on Twitter at Mayo are back and you know we would again like to thank our sponsors you the cordial of Mayo are back those of you who bought the cards anyone else who would like to join that elite group and secure some exclusive content and get a direct line to the inbreds here all you have to do is give the page a DM so we're going to leave you with that for today Fat Larry I think that's That'll do it, as it were. Thanks, as always, TJ. I've got my Mayo red and green hat perched on top of my head, which I always signify as me heading out the door. I'm going to head off now this evening, and I'm going to find a nice woolly bush for myself out in Brafie, and I'm going to sit in there now, and I'm going to have a look at the Brafie team training, and I'm going to look forward to the Michael Walsh the weekend. I can't wait. A little over five months to go until Mayo will be flying Sam home. We'll leave you on that note, folks. We leave you with another good Brafie man, Martin Carney, and his classic hit, Get Back. It's Scott Paddy! Brafie Fire! Brafie Fire! Paddy Durkin! This is heartbreaking. It's a free from Terry right in the middle of the pitch. Who's been fouled? Brian Sheehan. Who's the person who'll take it? Brian Sheehan. Who's the best long-range kicker on the Kerry team? Brian Sheehan. He has stolen a yard or two. Watch him. He's stealing yards. He's stealing yards. He needs to get back. Get back. That's Kerry Hurism as they want to look at Brian Sheehan. What those in capital letters? Kerry to win it with Brian Sheehan. Sheehan, he goes, oh, yes, go away, go away, go away, go away, yeah. go away. It's all over. Full time. It's all over. We're oh, going to have to do it all over God. again next Saturday evening. One more time. Get back. Get back. He's stealing yards. He needs to get back. Get back. Get back, Joe. That game had everything that you want to see except a male win.